Welcome to episode 34 of the Innerware Conversation, a podcast I've created for leaders like you. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. Because let's face it, leadership loneliness is a thing. I'm Nikki Cross, founder of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I am talking about self-belief. For context, at the beginning of July, we set our quarter three goals inside Thrive Together, which is my group membership for leaders. And it's not uncommon that when we set big goals, we start doubting whether we're good enough, whether we're whatever enough, and also we start doubting if the goal we've set is even the right one, and we start wanting to change the goalposts. So today, I'm talking about self-belief. And something that I mentioned right at the end of this episode is my view on self-belief. And I want to include that right at the beginning to set the episode out. So here it is, I've made some notes. Self-belief is often framed as this thing that we either have or we don't. And I couldn't disagree more. I believe that thinking about self-belief in this way often makes us think like if we have self-belief, then we must be confident. And if we don't, then we must not be. And that's just bollocks. Self-belief is something that you cultivate through practice. If you believe that it's just something that you simply have or don't have, I want to challenge you in this episode on that. And I think that you're listening because you want to be challenged. So I hope you enjoy the episode today and if you would be so kind, I would love it if you would hit share on this episode or any of the previous episodes. Share it with another leader, a friend, a colleague. Sit and please think of one person who would benefit from hearing one of my episodes today. My objective is to grow my audience with this podcast and get it into the ears of as many leaders as I can. So I would massively appreciate your help with this. Thank you in advance. So without further ado, let's dive in. So in the episodes running up to this one, I've talked a lot, haven't I, about everything to do with goals, goal setting, what stops you from setting goals in the first place, self-doubt, all of the things. And while I know that that's helpful, I want to talk about the flip side of that. In today's episode, I want to delve into self-belief and very specifically, I want to talk about what you're committed to. Each time I set goals with a client, whether it's one-to-one, whether it's in Thrive Together, my group membership, I often notice two very distinct things will happen (laughs) to the person that sits in front of me. The first one is they will have a glint in their eye when they connect to whatever the goal is. I feel like they've got a sense of excitement that comes from one place and one place only, and that is hope. Hope of what isn't now and what could be. Hope of reality existing that replaces the current one. Hope that things will change like they want them to change. And hope that the work that they're doing, the inner work and the outer work, will actualize into the results that they want. But here's the thing, that is normally followed by this second feeling, which is, they shit themselves. You know, (laughs) it's like this fear. Yeah, there's hope, but this hope, this twinkle in their eye, this normally is soon dampened when they turn back to their current reality and they see what is now. It's like, what I see is it's almost like they allowed themselves to visualize. They allowed themselves to dream for just a moment and then bam, they steal it all away from themselves. It's, and the way it, the way I see it play out is like this feeling of resistance. Like if they allow themselves to follow that hope, they could be open or more vulnerable to failure or judgment. And so it's much easier not to. 
And I know I've spoken about this in previous episodes, but it's at this point with my clients that I get ready, I strap myself in, because what comes next for them is a commitment. And I'm speaking about this, and I realise that I'm telling this story almost like it's very conscious, like I can see this, and it's almost like it's happening in slow motion. It's not. This is a really quick bam, bam, bam thing that happens in the moment that could go very unnoticed if you were doing this kind of work on your own. But what I see is when they've got the glint in their eye, when there's that hope there, and then when there's that next moment of resistance, like, oh yeah, well, that is the goal and I could have that, but I've got all of these doubts. What comes next is a commitment. In that exact moment, they have a choice to make. Which thought will they follow? Or more specifically, which thought will they commit to? And that's exactly what this episode is about. What exactly are you committed to? If you're going after goals, big goals, goals that you didn't think were achievable for you, then this work is undoubtedly the most important. Each moment of each day, you're committing to a belief, you're subscribing to it in your mind, and then you are committing to it with your words and your actions. And I can literally see this in them. I can see and hear the resistance come out of them. The client starts to give me their yeah buts. And these normally, these yeah buts, they normally play out as I am statements. So let me share a few examples, see if you can see yourself in them. The client who wants to transition, I've got notes here, by the way. The client who transitions from, wants to transition from their current business model from what the rest of their industry is doing to a strategy that they think could work, they will say something like, yeah, but I'm scared of doing this because if it doesn't work, I'll look stupid for going against the proven model. The client who has a goal of earning more and working less will say, yeah, but I'm worried that I'll come across as lazy or greedy. The client who wants to leave their job and set up their own business will say, Yeah, but I am so safe in this job and I am not sure if I am good enough to make it work. Do you hear what's going on? With each I am, you are making a vote and that vote tells the world and more importantly, you are telling yourself what belief you are committed to. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying you should go around bleating affirmations that you consciously and subconsciously reject or think are absolute bollocks. You know, I've heard all of that manifestation and affirmation work that goes against what I personally believe in and that is say the opposite. I don't believe in saying the opposite. So for example, if you think you're shite at decision making, I am not saying to repeat the mantra, I am the best decision maker in the world. If you genuinely think that you can't earn 100k and that belief is so deeply rooted, then I do not want you walking around saying I earn 100k. You're battling against yourself if you do this. And change does not come from not accepting who or where you are right now. Quite the contrary, change often comes from accepting ourselves exactly where we are right now, who we are right now, and moving forward from that point. Fighting with your current reality will have you spending energy in places that isn't serving you. So what I do want you to do is start being open open to changing what you're subscribing to with your thoughts and committing to with your words and actions. I'm going to repeat that. What I want you to do is start being open to changing what you're subscribing to with your thoughts and therefore what you're committing to with your words and actions. This is so fucking important. 
I can only co-create change with my clients. It's me, them, and the universe. We're co-creating together. And I know that that sounds woo. And I know that there will be some of you like, oh God, another one, we're, t- we're talking to the universe. Yes, I am. Because <laughs> I say it's the three of us. Because yes, there is me. I am there to challenge what they believe to be true and guide them with coaching questions to put them in a place of expansion and growth. That's my job. Then there's them and it's their job to do the work. It's their job to do the mindset work and make movements in the general direction of their goals. But then there's everything else. And I can, you can call it what you like. In this episode, I'm going to call it the universe. That might sound a bit woo, but it really isn't. If I give you an example, I've got a client who came to me believing that they're stuck in their well-paid job and they hate it and they're stuck there forever and they've got these golden handcuffs on and they believe they can't change industries because of X, Y, and Z and they want to create a reality that means they're not stuck in said job. That's ultimately what they want. And my job is to challenge what they think is possible for them and guide them to be giving themselves the evidence that this belief is potentially unfounded and not not at all true. To And to do that, I need them to subscribe to different thoughts and commit to different actions. And their job is to do that work, to be open to the idea that this initial belief might not be true for them and start taking small but consistent action, small but bold action, towards their new reality but this other thing needs to happen too and that is the universe will make moves this is not magic the universe will make moves because of the two things that are going on with my clients number one they are more open to subscribing to another perspective their peripheral vision has expanded previous to our work they couldn't see any opportunities outside of their tunnel vision the blinkers were on which the belief was that It is this way and it always will be this way. And it isn't magic. It's simply being open to other ideas which therefore makes them see opportunities they would have previously subconsciously missed. If any of you, I know that I've got a lot of feedback from previous episodes around how you like me dropping in other sources into the episode. Um, So for this one, I'm going to read you a little section of the source. It's by Dr. Tara Swart highly recommend this book. Let me read it to you. It says the science of manifestation. If for anyone who's got the book, this is page 34. She says, if our desires and intention are truly aligned, we can begin to manifest the life we want by engaging all of our senses in the imagining and visualization of it, saying it, hearing it, visualizing what it looks, feels, smells, tastes like. In this way, our dreams begin to feel tangible to our brain. In finding this focus and fully identifying it in our mind, there are two psychological processes going on in the brain simultaneously that explain this powerful cocktail and why manifestation has real effects. These processes are selective attention, filtering, and value tagging. Let's explore them. Selective attention. We're bombarded with millions of bits of information every second, mostly through our eyes and ears, but also through smell, taste, and touch. Our brain must discard or fade some things into the background to enable us to focus on what is necessary to us at the time. Information is registered and stored as memories, ready to direct and influence subsequent actions and responses. Selective attention is the cognitive process in which the brain attends to a small number of sensory inputs while filtering out what it deems unnecessary distractions. And I'm missing a chunk out here on purpose, but the bit that I wanted to get to is 
This selective attention is happening every second. In fact, we choose to utilize it ourselves sometimes when we close our eyes and try to remember something specific or put our hands over our ears if we're trying to concentrate hard. Understanding and accepting that we're all blocking huge amounts of information and of course very much choosing to focus on other information is crucial to the power of manifestation. It is a powerful reason to take charge of what you pay attention to and what you don't. You can't manifest what you don't consciously notice. The brain's capacity to focus is not to be underestimated. Once we appreciate our brains are selecting information to influence our actions and deselecting others, then we start to appreciate the level of unseen happenings that just might, yeah, that just might be really important to our intentions if only our conscious brain was in the know. So I've picked little random bits of what Dr. Tara Swart has shared in the source there, but it really backs up this this concept that I'm talking about here, which is that first one that I'm saying, they are more open to subscribing to another perspective. It is not magic. Like I said before, it's simply, it's not magic, it's simply being open to other ideas, which therefore makes them see opportunities they would they would have previously subconsciously missed. So often clients are like, I can't believe that happened. Did I manifest that? And I'm like, well, sort of. Because to me, manifestation simply means pulling something into your reality. And that's what this is, I suppose. In other words, thoughts they're subscribing to have shifted. And therefore, number two, they're able to see new evidence that they haven't seen before. In other words, by subscribing to an another perspective or being open to and subscribing to another perspective, they are therefore committing to a different action. So what I notice with my clients is what is very common and what happens very often is at first they lean on me. They think that I can see something that they can't. And I see that when we first start working together and for however long it takes, initially they lean on my belief in them. They're belief that they can do it initially mostly comes from my belief in them and I'm a responsible coach so I know that my role is to allow them to lean on me but also to get them to a place where they can see this for themselves and they do as they subscribe to more thoughts that expand their worldview on what could be true for them their then their actions start to change and therefore their I am statements that I mentioned before that they're committed to, they change. And as a result of that, their actions change and they start to see evidence of what is actually possible for them until over time, they believe it too. They really believe it deep down and rightly so because they've shaped a new reality of what is true for them. And this, of course, this doesn't stop by the way. This doesn't stop because that's growth. I've got clients who I've worked with for over a year at this point. And that's not to say that they haven't made progress in that year. That's to say that they have grown and then they've they've been wearing that growth and then they've grown again and they've been wearing that growth. Growth and expansion are not about accepting your current reality is your limit and then taking action on this basis of this belief. Growth and expansion are about being open to subscribing to a thought that you don't currently hold to be true. Open to it. Not saying the complete opposite and trying to bullshit yourself, but just being open to it. Now, I know that I said that this episode was about self-belief. And before I circle back and go into what gets us stuck, I first want to say this. 
when we're doing this work, my clients and I, we practice non-attachment. And by this, I simply mean that we aren't doing two things. First thing we're not doing is we're not wanting the change because we're coming from a place of not good enough now. This is scarcity. We don't operate from there, right? We practice acceptance. We accept what it is that we're grateful for in this moment, where we are now, we honor our current journey while still subscribing to the fact that we can be open to more or different. And then the second thing is we practice not attaching ourselves to the outcome. This is so important, particularly when we're talking on the topic of self-belief. I feel like I say this in most episodes, but I really want to repeat it. Do not make it mean something about you. If you do achieve your goal, it doesn't mean you're a fucking rock star. Equally, if you don't achieve your goal, it doesn't mean that you're shit. You just are. You're neither good or bad or worthy or unworthy, you just are. And well, when you build your inner self, the outer results become less impactful. When you are more grounded in who you are and you just are, you're not as heavily influenced. Your ego isn't as heavily influenced by your outer results. And I know that you're probably fighting me on the other side of this podcast with justifiable reasons, like I used to, like, but it does matter if my boss or clients or Instagram followers think I'm shit, they're who pay my wages. And my response to you to that would be, me and you, we've both seen people be really, really shit. (laughs) You know, on um, Instagram or in work or in a meeting with their boss, but rarely has been shit at something had a long lasting detrimental effect on their long-term success. It might dent their ego. What we tend to do to avoid the vulnerability of having to start from a place of maybe not being as good as you'd like to be, what we do is we justify it by saying, if you shit, it'll make the people who are meant to pay you, for instance, and therefore provide them with their fundamental needs to be fulfilled as a security home, etc., be compromised. And to this, I say, stop fucking catastrophizing. My first podcast episode was a bit shit. The first attempt at a website was a bit shit. My first Instagram post was shit. My first Instagram story was shit. The first time I tried to market my business, I was a bit shit. The first time I've done most things, I've been a bit shit. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I am shit. It means I am learning. Listen to my I am because this episode is about self-belief. And what I hope that you're hearing by now is that self-belief isn't driven by the external results or the external validation. It doesn't go achieve the thing, then believe in yourself. It goes believe in yourself, then go after the thing, then achieve the thing. I am is important. And I've gone really, really off piece here, but let me get back to the point. The point is that if you're going to set goals for yourself that are outside of what's currently real for you, like I said in my last episode 33, prepare for self-doubt to come up. But instead of saying it very factually like this, I have a goal of achieving 80k in my business in the next three months and setting this goal has brought up all my self-doubt and that self-doubt sounds like X, Y and Z, let me explore it. Instead of that, we don't do that naturally. Instead of that, we say I am, don't we? I am worried that I won't achieve that because I am not good enough. I am rubbish at X, Y, and Z, and I don't know how to do that. I'm not good enough at A, B, and C. With every I am, you're doing two things. You're subscribing to the thought, 
And this self-doubt that I mentioned in my previous episode, it's a protective thought. It's trying to keep you safe. It's keeping you safe because that I am not good enough thought will drive the action you commit to, which is usually not trying or not going outside your comfort zone or making a really meek and small effort. And from that thought, you commit to the action, which also includes inaction. So really quite simply in this episode, if you want to build your self-belief, I encourage you, really assess what follows the words I am in your mind. Really, over the next week or so, so maybe between now and next week's episode, make that your task. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear that you took the homework of, I am listening to what my I am is saying, and I would love you to feed back to me. And what you will find might really take you back. Please don't think of this work as instant. Of course it's not. And of course that works both ways. You can't think for 37 years, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. And then have a day of thinking, I am open to being good enough for any opportunity and expect the world to shift around you. Equally, don't expect one limiting thought that you're subscribing to like, I am not good enough, put you back to square one. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that because your beliefs are driving your thoughts, your thoughts are driving your feelings and your actions, which is driving the evidence that you see. So if you want the evidence that you see to change sustainably, then you must do this work consistently. So let me finish on that. I appreciate this is a shorter episode than usual, but I feel like this is a really good place to end. Let me finish on that. What are you meant to do? Exactly how do you subscribe to a new thought? Like I said earlier, it's not radical. It's not thinking the opposite. It's not saying these affirmations that are so the opposite of your current beliefs and thought processes. It is purely being open. What we're not doing here is taking ourselves from subscribing to a thought of I am not good enough to achieve this goal to I am totally good enough. I have full self-belief. That's not what's happening. (laughs) Your inner self, if you're doing that to yourself, your inner self is just going to be like, nah, I'm not having it, mate. That's that's not where I'm at. You know, and it will you will feel resistance from that place. The whole concept that I've spoken of today about subscribing to the thought and then committing with your action. This is simply what I want you to practice. So to summarize, I just want you to do three things. Notice your I am thoughts. Consider by subscribing to those I am thoughts, what actions or inaction those thoughts are driving you to. And then just slightly amend the thought to being more open. So to use the example that I gave you earlier about the client of mine who believes she's stuck in her job, in her industry, It might go like this for her. She might say, I am stuck. I'll never get a job that I love that pays well. I am stuck. Notice, she might notice that thought and she might notice that by subscribing to that thought, her actions that she's committing to are likely that she isn't even looking for opportunities. She's not reaching out to her network. She's not utilizing her contacts because what's the point? She's stuck. She's already decided. So if we use that as an example, she might just choose to slightly amend the thought to, I am open to the idea of another role that I love that pays equally as well, if not more. 
I am open to that idea. Let me see what action I can take from that point. Self-belief is so often framed as this thing that we either have or we don't. And I couldn't disagree more with this. I believe that thinking about self-belief in this way often makes us think things like self-belief is for confident people and I am not confident, but that is just bollocks. It almost makes it seem like self-belief is something that you either have or don't have as a result of something external to you. Self-belief is something that you cultivate through practice. And if, you, if you've come to this episode today thinking that it's just something we either have or we don't have, I would massively challenge you on that. You don't get to skip the work. So please, please, from this episode, I would love for you to do this work. I would love for you to be keenly watching your language, watching your inner chatter, watching your I am statements and noticing the actions that they then, that you then, sorry, commit to as a result of that thinking. I personally use this technique and if anyone is doubtful of what can be achieved through cultivating self-belief or practicing cultivating self-belief, I encourage you to reach out to me. Ask me directly for examples. I have clients who would be more than happy to tell you how their reality has changed for them as a result of cultivating self-belief and it can work for you too. So that's it for today's episode. I will see you in the next one. I really hope this episode has challenged your view of self-belief and encouraged you to practice cultivating it. I love your feedback and I'm only at the other end of a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn or you can drop me a message at contact at tlb.org.uk. TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business. So that's contact at tlb.org.uk please don't be shy. I love getting messages from you. And I also love getting messages when you have implemented things or tried to implement things and you want to talk about how you're getting on there. Give it all to me. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, also please share these episodes with friends, with colleagues who you think it might benefit. I would massively appreciate it. In the next episode, episode 35, I'm going to be talking about when everything's going to shit. That's right. I'm going to be talking when it's all going wrong and how we can practice self-empowerment even through our toughest days. So watch out for the next episode. Until then, have an intentional day.